the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for Rescuers, the show about people who change and save lives. Now, here's your host, Art Brooks. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Rescuers radio show at faithtalk1360.com. And I'm very fortunate to have two guests right now. Both have a doctor in front of their names, which kind of scares me sometimes. So formal, right? It's okay if I don't say that. Of course. <laughs> I'd be surprised if you did. <laughs> Cindy Scott and, uh, and Bill Crawford, um, you, you both at one time um, were with Phoenix PD. Each yes. of you, sir, Correct. were there. Were you, were you overlapped or were you there at the same time? Or? Uh, kind, of, kind of overlapping. It's interesting. So my academy sergeant is Andy Hill, who you know, <laughs> and Bill Crawford was his academy sergeant or was his sergeant. Oh my so. gosh! <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. Andy and I are really good friends. So, um, so we're we're going to be talking about a forum. It's uh, it's a virtual forum. It's going to be coming up uh, a couple days. Yes. Saturday, October third. Yes, over Zoom. Uh, with Zoom. Yes. And is this open to the public? Yeah, so every year, Justice Studies uh, with NAU, mm-hmm. um, we partner with the Arizona Justice Educators Association, which uh, Bill Crawford is the president, and the Rio Salada Community College's Administration of Justice Program. And our goal is to bring law enforcement together with students and community members so that students in the community hear directly from law enforcement, hear the great work that law enforcement is doing, but also they have that the actual conversation to, to ask to give the, op- give the community and students an opportunity to ask the tough questions and hear directly from law enforcement unfiltered. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I had a little video issue over here. So um, I'm, I'm a broadcaster, and video gets in the way sometimes. So um, uh I think I went to the last forum that you had, right? You did. That was on uh, because of all the drug issues we're having with marijuana and the overdoses and so forth. So whatever happens to be the issue that's at the forefront that our students really have questions about and we feel that the community needs answers to, we want to bring the law enforcement leaders together and then we can bring the students and the community together so they can get the best information. Yeah. So um, speaking of that, there's a, a... proposal at, on the ballot, I think, this time, right? There For is. recreational marijuana, it's back. It is back. And it uh, got defeated last time. Yes, so God um, willing, that will happen again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you on that. With you all the way on that. So um, I, I hope we get a chance to talk here, not just about the event, 
but uh, I would imagine some of the subject area, looking at the guest list, uh, why don't you go through your guest list there? I've got it here, but it's better if one of you guys say it. I, Dr. Crawford, sure, I'd be it? happy to. Uh, well, our keynote speaker is uh, Police Chief Jerry Williams with the Phoenix Police Department. Yeah. We also have the uh, president of the International uh, Association of Chiefs of Police, uh, Chief Stephen Kestens. I saw that. And I, where is he based at? Is he a Washington, D.C., or is he? He's, he's in the Washington, D.C. area. Okay, yes. okay. He's in the okay. Washington, D.C. area. Right. Uh, we have Sheriff Paul Pinzone. Uh, we have uh, – now, those will be our featured speakers, Art. And then we will transition into a panel conversation. And the panel members include the director of the Arizona Peace Officer Standards and Training Board, uh, your – Audience may not know, but the Arizona Post, uh, Arizona Post, as it is referred to, is instrumental in setting training standards for all law enforcement officers throughout Arizona, whether they be working at the municipal level, as a county sheriff, as a state police officer. Those standards are set by Arizona Post, and he is uh, uh, that is uh, Matt Giordano, and he is the executive director of Arizona Post. And then we have the director of community relations from the sheriff's office, James Collins, Commander Christina Gonzalez with the Phoenix Police Department. Christina's been on this show. She has. With Cindy, yeah. She has. You're right. And uh, Commander Joseph LeDuc, who is with Scottsdale PD. We have a retired commander, Chris Crockett, with Phoenix Police Department. I know Chris well. You know Chris? Yeah. Oh, it is a small <laughs> world. Uh, he's going to be uh, a, a presenter and is going to speak specifically on um, unconscious bias. And then we have Commander Andre Anderson with Glendale Police Department. And Andre is significant because he served as the interim police chief in Ferguson, Missouri, when right after oh. the riots there. So I think he will bring a lot of insight into how he brought that community back together again and helped heal uh, the wounds that were there and, and get people to talking and sitting down and working collaboratively to come up with solutions to the issues. So this all takes place October 3rd, a virtual event. You have to register. You do. So um, it's limited capacity. Uh, so you do want to register ahead of time. We do expect to reach that capacity. Um, the speakers will begin, and then we'll transition to the panel. Um, we already have a lot of students registered. That's great. That's fun. Yeah. You know, we were, um, we've noticed in a trend with our NAU students, that whatever happens to be kind of dominating social media, um, even more than popular media, they thought that was fact. And we were, with our law enforcement partners, they were having a difficult time combating that. And so we really wanted to then kind of take out the middle person and bring them together so that the students who will be our future leaders in law enforcement, these are a lot of students who want to go into the field, so they can actually get those questions answered. Is this really the right path for me? Um, is there really an issue with race and law enforcement? Is there really an issue with excessive force? And then what are you doing to address any issues? Because nobody's perfect. Everybody knows that. And I came from Phoenix, and I have to tell you, Art, it was a phenomenal agency. Um, and I feel privileged, but also sheltered in a way, because I came up with people like Mike Kurtenbach, who is now you know assistant chief with Phoenix PD, um, Sean Connolly, who is also an assistant chief with Phoenix PD. I worked with these people on the street, and they epitomized community policing. Mm. They trained me uh, and really how to serve, not pander community, but really serve the community. 
And now they're the leaders of the agency. But I'm sure even they and Christina admitted that, you know, last time that we're not perfect, but we do strive to do better. And I think our students, if they hear these messages from these leaders in the law enforcement field, then they will realize that, yes, bad things happen. We recognize that. We try to do better. This is what we're going to do to improve. And this is what we're going to do to continue to serve our communities. So I'd like to drill down in in some of these subject matters. Like, um, so I know that it it seems like the general public media, um, it's easy to jump to a conclusion on what you've just seen, but you have no idea how it got there. Right. Sure. I think that's what you're trying to say. So, so there's no, they don't know the backstory. They don't know why, uh, why this happened, but it happened, and there's a there's a call to judgment and a call to uh, take care of that before the facts are even out. Yes, and, and the judicial process is not a fast process anyway. It is not. It's it not intended not. to be. It's, it is not it's step by step, and Absolutely. and we need to honor that. Yeah, and and so it's important, I think, for our students to understand that there is a process to understand what that process is. And I say students, but as Dr. Scott uh, alluded to earlier, this is open to the community as well. So community members will benefit from hearing these different perspectives that all of the panel moderators as well as the featured presenters bring to the table, helping us understand exactly what that process is. Um, I think you'll hear everyone there acknowledge that are there some things that we can do better in, in law enforcement and criminal justice in general? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's important for us to understand all of the good things that law enforcement is doing these days. And so that will be part of uh, this presentation as well, to help people understand the wonderful things that law enforcement is doing and hopefully inspire our students to go on and be future police officers yeah. in Phoenix and other agencies throughout the Valley. Do you think do you think it's been lost somewhere that that uh, they that the that uh, police officers are number one their commitment is to the community number one and and sometimes we think well are they really taking care of the community or mm-hmm. you know or not I think I think law enforcement and criminal justice in general can do a better job of helping the community understand that. It is about protecting and serving the community. And so how can we do a better job of helping the community understand that we are there and we do want to be, uh, that law enforcement does want to be of service to them? Absolutely. So, yes, I think that we could, we, we can and we must yeah. do a better job of communicating that information to the citizenry. Yeah. And evolving, and we've, we look at the history of policing and it's a constantly evolving process. Um, and Dr. Crawford and I were talking about this the other day with our, with our audience for the event. And yes, we definitely want to make sure that we're connecting with students because we really do believe that a lot of our students want to go into the field. They will be the, the change makers. You know, they're younger. Mm-hmm. But community members, they can be active as well. So by getting involved in the change, by getting involved in supporting law enforcement, and by getting involved and in recognizing the positive things that happen. And we want to be able to reach both students and community members so they can all be change agents. Yes. And support law enforcement. And support. 
Yeah. Phoenix really, I don't <laughs> think you'll talk to any any off, any off leader in Arizona, an Arizona police agency, and we have the privilege of working with a lot of them through NAU. And everyone really in their heart wants to serve their communities. Absolutely. And it would... We are moved constantly by the great work that officers do. And it's not to say that you don't have bad apples. It's not to say that bad things don't have and improvements can't be made. But at the heart, they really do want to serve and do well. And the officers that we speak with, that we've worked with, and our students who want to go to the field, they want to help. Yeah. So I think if we can showcase that message with the community, then we'll be able to serve our students, the community, and law enforcement. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm glad you're doing this, and, and, uh, and I think it's going to be uh, really good information from the, the, the speakers that you have. And um, so I, I used to work with AZ Post a lot. Oh, you did? I, I didn't work with, for them. I worked with them. Uh, I was at the front end of Amber Alert in Arizona. Oh, okay. In 2002, we had a governor's uh, press conference. That, it, that started Amber Alert in Arizona. And for all the trainings that came from NECMIC in uh, D.C., missing uh, the Bureau of Missing and um, NECMIC, missing and exploited children, uh, tr- they would do all the training programs nationally for all the state Amber Alert programs. And we used AZ Post as our way of getting the, those notices out to all the law enforcement agencies. Yes, wonderful. <laughs> well, um, that was my only working with them. Yeah, yeah. They do they do great work throughout the state of Arizona, and uh, I used to be a subject matter expert, which is to say, I was on loan from the Phoenix Police Department to do training for uh, Arizona Post oh, through, okay. throughout the state of Arizona. Um, I worked closely with them to develop uh, a high risk stops vehicle. Uh, strategies and protocols. Nice. So, uh, just one of the things that I count is is uh, hopefully part of my legacy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they they do very good work, and they are critically important to setting the training standards for all law enforcement agencies. You know, with that, we wanted to bring like the IACP president from a national level. We thought that was important because how what is the trend in policing nationally? But then also did. To really, you know, whittle it down to a lo- to a state and local level, um, with Arizona Post and how training is, the type of training that's taking place in Arizona, um, and also as far as your legacy, Dr. Crawford, I he developed and designed and teaches a class on diversity of the U.S. justice system for NAU. Wonderful. And it's yeah. we're very thankful that the class isn't just for our justice study students, but we reached thousands of students throughout the university with this one class. And I let Dr. Crawford kind of take it from there. Well, thank you. Uh, it, is, it is a great class. And I, and I think it's so important because, as Dr. Scott alluded to, it, it serves not just our justice study students, but students that are going to be pursuing uh, perhaps a major in nutrition, students that are going to be pursuing a major in nursing, uh, just a great cross-section of the students. And they take this class because they have a desire to understand the justice system. They see all of this going on TV and social media, but they really want to take a deeper dive and understand what is this justice system all about? What are some things that I need to know going forward as a productive member of this community so that I can function effectively and help others understand the, the justice system? 
And one of the things I do in the class is uh, I ask students why they take this class. And over <laughs> and over again, they tell me because I want to understand what is going on in the justice system oh, today. Oh, good. It's not just for the credit. No. <laughs> <laughs> I need that class. I don't know what it is. <laughs> well, let me be honest. There may be one or two to say that. Right? But that's not the majority. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's not. So that, that's, uh, that's a great platform. And, uh, and, and the need to know has never been greater, I don't think. Absolutely. Than it is in our society right now, right? So this information is so abundant that we're seeing it not just in Dr. Crawford's class, but literally all throughout the university. So, I mean, and Dr. Crawford's really tackling that issue in his class, and we're unbelievably thankful for that. Yeah. And this, this event will hopefully be able to uh, be even a, a bigger step towards correcting misinformation. Yeah. I, I mean, when our society sees on the nightly news a p- police chief, well, real story. The first uh, African-American police chief in Seattle. Correct. Resigns. Correct. And says, why are you resigning? Well, they just cut my be- budget by a billion dollars <laughs> and they took away a third of my force. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have nothing I have nothing to protect the, the community with. I think she said something like that. Yes. So when the when the when we're when we're hearing and seeing that, I hope that there's a large portion of the community that knows that's not the norm. Uh, that's not what's happening where I live. Mm-hmm. But uh, you have to be able to uh, react to those kinds of things. Right. And, and I hope that we can help our community understand the importance of making sure that our law enforcement agencies are not only fully funded, but more than fully funded. Because let's be honest, they don't have the resources to do the job that needs to be done. Because we're calling on our police officers to do more and more from mental health, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We have to make sure that they have the resources. And it costs money. Yes. And so it's incumbent (laughs) upon all of our citizens to say to our uh, leaders, we need to make sure that police officers have what they need to do to do a good job. Yeah, exactly. So, and that's that's every that that's that's a long list. It is, uh, and it seems to get longer yeah. every year. Very honestly, absolutely. So, even some of the communities, uh, I'm not going to talk about them because I I really don't know that much. But I know there's been a few of the large cities have said, um, well, we really didn't mean the thing about defunding mm-hmm. because we really do need. The police department, <laughs> when, when all the dust has settled, they're going back and they're saying um, we're backing up on, on things like that. And as they should. I mean, it was not bright to say that to begin with, probably. Well, I would say it wasn't. Uh, I'm not. I don't want to get political here. <laughs> That's okay. So, but I just I we hear the the whole community hears and sees these things absolutely. And I'm wondering what you do to kind of counteract counteract those. Uh, those questions when they come up. And one of the topics we will be looking at is defunding. And what exactly does that mean? And is it more a reallocation? And so we're going to be looking to our leaders to respond to those questions, to help students and others understand it shouldn't be about defunding. It should be about let's use the resources in a different way, perhaps, 
And it's unfortunate that that term was was used and was said. Yeah. And so hopefully more and more people will come to understand, well, that's not really what they meant. They really didn't mean defund the police department and get rid of the police department. Right. But that's what that's what people arrived at. Yeah. That that's what some people heard. That's unfortunately, heard. <laughs> that's a lot of the mess. Like the message of misinformation that's being repeated in the media a yeah. lot of times. Just yeah. social media, just whatever mm-hmm. political message happens to be getting out. So with this forum, we're hoping that people can get all their questions answered. So instead of just one little blurb, they can actually listen to if this what does defunding mean. And what are the consequences of that and, and all, everything they need to know about an issue? I would assume that in your in your student base for these classes, you have they're all from all over the state, right? And Arizona being a mostly rural state, not population wise. But when you get out of Phoenix, there, there's a lot of small and medium sized towns in Arizona. And that means you have a lot of small and medium sized police departments, right? Correct. And, and, and sheriff's offices. And we have students from outside of Arizona as yeah. well. So we have individuals from other states, nice. and we have a diverse student body. And I, what I mean by that is from an age perspective, uh, we have individuals who are just recent high school graduates all the way up to the individuals that maybe have been out in uh, a career for 20 years plus and are coming back to re-career or to complete that degree that they have been postponing for a number of years. Nice. Yeah, I should have mentioned Dr. Crawford's class is offered online, so we have the opportunity to reach literally students throughout the world. And we have been able to. A lot of our military students are all over the place, and they're able to stay connected and enroll in his class. Outside the United States? Yep. Yes. yes. Really? Yes. Nice. Yes. One of my students was uh, uh, taking the class from Spain. Wow. So, and what are they talking about? Are they talking about the same subject matter or must be? Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. Um, because they're same very, issues. They're very in tune to what's going on yeah. in our country. <laughs> I bet they are. <laughs> All eyes on America right now. So, um, so a police department is a police department is a police department? Well, it's it, yes, it's a law enforcement agency. Yeah. We're all police officers. We're all, if you look at the Arizona Post definition, we're all peace officers. Yes. And, and to me, that speaks volumes when you understand that terminology. Peace officer. Yeah. I like it. We are charged with maintaining peace. the peace. Yeah. First and foremost, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So... Um, this is this is a great. Uh, I'm going to be online, by the way. I'm gonna I'm gonna zoom this. Fantastic. And um, and I can't wait to see uh, see it on Saturday. So um, uh, some of these I know. Some you know, most of them I don't know. I've known Paul for a long time. Uh, I've had some conversations with uh, Chief Williams, uh, like her a lot, but. Um, so is is this is what we're seeing right now and the purpose for the class is so timely i think purposely probably right because is it is it reactive or no. or is it is it there uh to to educate what this is all about from ground one if you're talking about my class Diversity in the United States justice system. That's not reactive. It's been in place for a number of years. Good. 
And it, it just speaks to the importance of this topic. And so I think what we're seeing is because of what's going on across the country, this particular uh, discussion is important for us to have to help people understand the details and the specifics of what's going on. Wow, our time is running out. <laughs> I just got a two-minute notice. That Jeremy over there, he's the man. So, um, uh, I, I, so this is this is this this Saturday. Uh, it's a virtual event, so you must register. And where do they register again? I, there's a Zoom link, um, which I can email to you. It's also on the on the flyer. Oh, good. So if you can post it on your, your web page. Uh, students and community members can also post questions oh, the, link right there, the, yeah. the day of the event. So um, there will be an opportunity to engage with, uh, with the speakers and panel members that way. But Dr. Crawford's been spending this whole semester collecting questions from his vast students. And we're finding trends, so we have an idea of the, the types of questions that will be asked. But we still encourage anybody else who's attending to submit questions so yeah. that when Dr. Crawford collects them and uh, and ask the panel. We're making sure we're, we're answering everything that people want to know. This is so critical right now. It's so critical. And I don't care if it's not, if it's reactive or if it's, we all know that these problems aren't new problems. Right. <laughs> They've been talking about these things for decades, right? And, um, and the questions about law enforcement are hyped more than they have were some years ago. Right. I think it's. So, I think people are curious. Yes, they're and, curious. And, and let me thank you. Thank you so much okay. for hosting Cindy, Dr. Scott, and I, <laughs> because this is such important information. Well, I want to thank you two guys for being rescuers. That's the definition of a rescuer radio show. And the Rescuers Radio Show is on faithtalk com. You can listen to the podcast of our shows at that site as well. I think we have 20 of them in there now. Cool. Rescuers, Thursdays at 5.30 Arizona time on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ AM.